0: What's up, party people? That's right, we're party people today because the Cavs are playing at South Beach. I'm Chris Manning. He's Evan damerel Again, we're gonna talk about Cavs Heat, which takes place tonight. And we're gonna talk about a couple things for both Evan and I that we have that surprised us, let's say, about this Cavs team. I don't want to say that we got wrong necessarily, but things that are different than we expected as the season has gone on. Uh also, thanks again for making Lockdown Cavs your first listen every day. Remember, we are free and available. On all platforms that include YouTube. So hit subscribe, do us a solid, and hit subscribe.
1: You are Locked On Cavs, your daily Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. Part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into today's show, I just want to let you know that it's brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need, and can even negotiate better deals on those that you want to keep. Evan, you're flexing. Still
1: wearing pink, just in longer sleeves.
0: Yeah, that's right. Maintaining some continuity.
1: My bright fluorescent lights make it look white at some parts, so my bad.
0: It's fine, you know. Yeah, you know. that's what you're missing out on if you're not uh, watching on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead, subscribe, you suckers. But anyway, Evan, Cavs Heat. That's gonna be our first bit here. Pit. Heat are fourth in the league in, in point differential. They are 13 and 8 on the season um, as of Tuesday night. They do not play on Tuesday, so they'll be. They just are coming off a loss to the Denver Nuggets. Or yeah, to the Denver Nuggets in Miami. Cavs of lost. I can't even. I don't remember the exact date of when the Cavs last won in South Beach, but it has been a long time. This to me is maybe the game I'm most looking forward to this week for for a variety of reasons, but before we get into some specifics, what are your sort of broad thoughts on this one? Do you are you interested in it? Are you do, do you have any takes on why the Cavs can't win in Miami? Like what is it?
1: Yeah, I um I am looking forward to it. Some broad takes I have in Miami in general is their Miami Vice uniform should really be their full-time uniset. I know, like the red, yellow, black, white combo. <clears throat> is iconic um, But what they're currently working with for the City Edition Costumes aren't working for me um, I haven't looked ahead to like what Locker Vision Has to say while you're talking, I'm going to look that up But the, this Heat team's really good um, They don't make a lot of sense Because they kind of buck the conventional trends Of modern basketball, they aren't really three-point Centric, I wonder... Sometimes if they uh regret giving up Goran, Goran Dragic for Kyle Lowry, but Kyle Lowry kinda of, kinda of fits in with what they're building here, and I think he just needs some time to gel. But like Lowry's been fun. The, the
0: Kyle the Kyle Jimmy friendship is, is worth it for me if we're being honest. Well,
1: Jimmy Butler's just a freak in nature, and I think Miami will always remain like a possible what if in my head of if Colin Sexton doesn't end up at a sign and trade, like I'd like to see him in Miami because Jimmy Butler's a fan of his and vice versa. And uh, this is a fun Heat team. They're really freaking good. Them, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Chicago, those, that's the upper echelon of the Eastern Conference this year. So this is a really good test for this Cavs team. And we talked about how hard this te- week is going to be for Cleveland. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is the hardest matchup the Cavs have this week. And, and then, then yeah. after that, Utah, then Washington, then Dallas, if I had to rank them in four.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's right. I, interesting about Miami is that their shot profile is just sort of interesting. Um, mm-hmm. They're nineteenth in three point rate, but they're second in corner threes. But so they're second to last in non corner threes. Um, but their corner threes for like the bajillion straight year, like basically dating back to twelve thirteen, they've been somewhere between first and sixth in the league in three in corner three point percentage. So that's like the PJ Tucker zone. Um, this you know this is. This is obviously a team that like you know has Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero and, and some guys, but like Jimmy Butler is like the hub of this team. And Jimmy Butler isn't like a volume three point shooter, It's not really what his game is, but he's a really good creator. Like this team is I, I think really good. I think there's been some nights where it seems like they're not, you know, maybe playing to their maximum, um, sort of like effort level every night. Like there's games where like they've kind of lost they maybe shouldn't and things, but it- it's a good stylistic test for oh the Cavs. So, like they're just gonna roll out Smart basketball players. They're incredibly well coached, mm-hmm. and like Jimmy Butler, like defending, like I like they're gonna throw Lowry and Butler at Garland. They're gonna throw maybe another one on Rubio when when those two guys are in the game together. Like Bam on one of Mobley or Allen is really interesting. Um, you know, I'll be like I'll be curious to see how the Cavs decide to approach him this because if you look at like the starting lineup, it's gonna be Lowry, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam Adebayo. You would th- like obviously like salaries. Let's just let's just say it's pretty straight up. Um, you know, for the most part, like maybe like it'll be, Butler maybe like defends marketing or Rob maybe they put Robbins, like whatever they do. Mobley on Mobley versus Tucker is like a, such a weird body differential because like PG Tucker is just like short, kind of shorter, like he's sh- shorter by like NBA four standards, not like normal human standards, and he's like thicker. And Mobley is like this seven foot like lanky, not super built guy yet, and like how they approach that is just going to be really interesting and then Bam obviously defending Jerry well, I I just want to see as many times as possible like Darius Garland running a pick and roll with Lowry defending him and Bam defending Jared. because that's just like if you can navigate that if you can handle some of that like you're it's it'll say that you are as good as me like it'll be a good test for, for what they are and then you know this is the team that's going to like run out some really interesting lineups. Like, it's going to be, like, Lowry, Robinson, Butler, Tucker, out of bio. Tyler Hero's having a, a bounce-back year, and, like, the Lowry, Hero, Robinson, Tucker, out of bio lineup is, like, killing it right now mm-hmm. um, and, and like the, in, like, the second most used lineup Miami has. So, it's a good team, man. It's I, really I think team. I'm looking to see if we have a line yet, but I would not be surprised um, if they have are significant dogs. According to – uh, the, are odds, we do not have an official betting line as of yet. Can so. I,
1: can I, you know, can I share why I went, oh my God, quietly to myself. The Cavs have not yeah. won in Miami in 10 years. So it's what, 20, 20 straight losses to, to
0: Miami, in Miami. Okay.
1: Which that's why I'm just like that's I, why I quietly went, Oh my god, to
0: myself. Yeah. Oh I do you, I remember like watching some of like the LeBron games in there and just being like it was just it just felt weird. I remember the heat ruined it it my Christmas
1: like... the first year LeBron came back when they wore those trash uniforms with like the oh, C yeah. the sword on the chest. And then I think it had their first names on the yeah. back. Um
0: Oh yes. Yeah.
1: And then him and Dwayne Wade were talking like this and people were saying that LeBron was secretly trying to find a way to finesse his way back to Miami to play with Dwayne Wade, but little did he know he was just recruiting the Cavs legend back to Cleveland uh, just a few many years after the fact. But um, the reason I was also making a pondering face is I wonder how Spolster defends the Cavs because this is going to be the toughest team Cleveland has probably faced up to this point defensively because Kyle Lowry is an amazing, amazing defender. He can defend Darius Garland, no problem. Isaac Okoro you could put Duncan Robinson On because you can respect the fact That Okoro is in a reliable three point shooter And then between Jimmy PJ and Bam Like Lowry Evan and Jarrett Sorry I just had a hard time because Lowry and Lowry Um uh, there that's an interesting matchup in itself too like do you take turns resting one of your players on defense on larry marketing because you know you don't have to get full effort against him because either he's going to be floating on the perimeter but if you force him to try and bang down low more often than not it's not going to be successful like this could be a really frustrating matchup because jb Vickerstaff has outcoached a lot of really good coaches this year and i think eric spolstra is going to be one of his biggest tests so far too so like i'm yeah. I'm getting amped up for this game as just a fan of the sport in general. Um, I'm, my biases are obviously towards the Cavs, but I, again, the Cleveland hasn't won there in ten years, which is still incredible for me to think about. Um, so I just don't think it's really going to be sneaking up on Cleveland anytime, or they're not going to sneak up on Miami because this is just a really well coached team. They're a try hard team. I think they take pride in kicking the the teeth in of opponents i know heat twitter made fun of my haircut when i made fun of them being faux tough or sitting outside denver's locker room and i know they got punked by the nuggets last night with the Jokic brothers sitting behind the bench but i don't think the Cavs have the gumption of the denver nuggets even though i don't know man it's gonna it's gonna be weird either like this heat team's gonna come out super flat and they're gonna play down to cleveland or they're just gonna absolutely rock their world and i'm leaning towards the latter instead of the former right now
0: yeah, I don't know if the Cavs, the gumption thing is, I think, I, I would expect the Cavs unless they're like gas to play hard. So, like, oh, the yeah. Nuggets just, like, This Cavs team yeah, plays hard on
1: a night night basis. That's why I like yeah so, so like much the, this year.
0: Yeah, the gumption thing, so to me, it's a I, I don't know. I, I think it's just, like, funny to think about that Evan Mobley was 10 years old the last time the Cavs won in Top Beach. <laughs>
1: Uh, I was 18 the last time they won in South Beach. I was a senior in heights, wrapping up my se- No, I was starting my freshman year of college, technically speaking, the last time they won in South Beach. That's disgusting. Yeah, Absolutely disgusting. We're old, washed, and tired.
0: We're, 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 we're old. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, this should be a fun game. I would expect the Cavs will be decent underdogs in this one. We, we don't have a line yet from our friends that have been online, but um, I would expect they'll be mm. underdogs. They've obviously been one of the best teams in the league. this year at outperforming the spread. They were like first. They've been first or second for most of the year. I haven't. I think they're still second, as far as I know. I think they're third
1: um, right now. I think it's Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami in terms of standing.
0: Well, no. In terms, oh. I'm talking about against the spread. Oh, oh, so like, the the spread. Golden State was like very much like clearly uh, against. Cavs are, yeah, second uh, and the third team against the spread. It's a big difference between the Cavs, but the Heat are third against the spread. Mm.
1: Interesting. It, it indeed uh, is interesting, Chris. And speaking of indeed, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Indeed. While well, there's always going to be a debate between LeBron and Jordan, and when it comes to helping you hire all star talent faster, the GOAT is Indeed. If you're hiring you need indeed indeed is an unbelievable powerful hiring partner where you can attract interview and hire all in one place and with indeed you can attract interview and hire again all in one place don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates indeed can help you hire the right people right now indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so that you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like indeed instant match assessments and virtual interviews One of the things that Chris loves about Indeed is when he inevitably fires me as co-host of Locked on Cavs, he can post an ad on Indeed to find a new co-host and get matched right away. So if you're interested in Indeed, get started right now with with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through December 31st, which is the end of the year. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Also, got to tell you about our friends at at Built Bar. And look, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market. You know this. We all know this. There's there's so many great flavors at Built Bar. Like you have cookie dough, and they have it. They had the coconut ready chunk, which they dropped. They had the mystery flavor. These are low low carb. Low calorie, low fat, high protein protein bars. All the flavors are great. We just got a sample pack over the mail with the apple caramel one, and that's really good. They have the, the ruby chocolate puffs, which is like a berry flavored chocolate on the outside of the puff, and that's really really good. These are all great. They're a great option when you're hungry. You need some protein after a workout, um, after you just need a late afternoon snack to kind of get you through the day. Bill bars a really great option for you. And look, there's still new surprises all month for Bill bar. So go check those out and. Just dive into some great flavors when you can. Uh, use the promo code LOCK 15 You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Try all the flavors. They're really good. And they have mixed boxes if you, you haven't tried any of them. So please try those. Okay, Evan. So we're going to get into now uh, a segment where we're... This segment and the third segment where we're going to talk about things with this cap season that have been different than we expected. Mm-hmm. So... We're each gonna do two. We're gonna do a rough five minutes on the clock for each of these. Ooh. I'm gonna let you go first. Where do you want to start? Well,
1: you're gonna to have to give me more than five minutes. We all know how this podcast goes. But the thing that's really surprised—oh,
0: uh, buddy, we're we're on a clock. We have we have t- we have a tight feed here, and I'm cutting time. you off if you keep rambling.
1: Yeah. Just give me give me that's the time. It. That. Yeah. How much time do I have? Okay. All right. Okay. I, love wait, I love I right love wasting now, time. So the biggest surprise for me yeah, so far do. is the fact that. Larry Marken has been beneficial. I was not high. I, I will admit I was one of the people who was kind of, uh, when I saw the the Cavs traded for Larry Markin. Um I think getting a first-round pick for Larry Nance Jr. was a good thing. I mean, it, it was clear Larry didn't want to be here. He said as such with the plain dealer, but at the same time I was not too thrilled to see that the return of Larry Markinen, who was pretty up and down during his time in Chicago who was viewed as like the next big thing alongside Zach Levine and failed to live up to those expectations but then I started to break things down and realize that Chicago really didn't have a true point guard for the majority of his time with the Bulls and I was open to the opportunity with having Ricky Rubio and even Darius Garland but I was also hesitant to say is Darius Garland going to make the leap but Despite being sidelined with COVID for the better part of the season, uh, or at least two weeks, I mean, that is the better part of the season, we're only a month in at this point. Lowry's played really well, and I'm really surprised by that, and I think he's super beneficial. So I was a proponent of saying, yeah, you sign him now, he has a non-guaranteed final year in his contract, but... At the same time, maybe you don't warm up to the idea of trading him because a lot of people are thinking, okay, marketing could be trade bait to go get like a Harrison Barnes or Jeremy Grant. I'm just listing names that I've kind of heard about that fans are interested in. I've been kind of gauging the interest of what other teams are saying about them you could make an argument that neither of those players equate to what Larry's providing. Cause you also have to provide like another salary to make it work too, whether it's Jetty Osman, if it's those two, I think that's a non-starter for me at this point. Cause those two are so crucial to Cleveland's offense right now. And just in terms of three point shooting. Um, but if it's like even Dylan Windler too, like, yeah, maybe then, but it's definitely interesting to look at the fact that Larry Markin has a coach that believes in him and JP Vickerstaff, which is really good. I don't think, um, what chicago's been rolling with i just think billy donovan was just ready to move on and so were the bulls last year so i just kind of don't take that one but um jim boylan just ruins everything he touches so thank god he's not in chicago anymore but it's fun to have him with a coach like jb bickerstaff it's also fun to have him with two point guards that can kind of get him the rock in certain scenarios that he normally wouldn't see all with the bulls and i will say i will gladly eat crow and larry mark not being a huge contributor and a huge factor in a Dare I say upgrade over Larry Nance Jr. Not defensively, it's just offensively. I yeah. just want to make that well, clear. The,
0: I, I think the thing with marketing for me is that like I think if you would have told me this is the role he was gonna play, I do not believe I would have that this was true. Um it's just like a very different like, he's having to provide much more of a defensive presence. Like, even as a, even if they're... Sw- like, when he gets screened, they're switching with the bigs. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not asking him to, like, fight over screens or do things your t- traditional kind of th- 3 and D wing that he's kind of playing would sort of be, because he's, like, a 7-foot guy who, like, doesn't have the, the feet to kind of play that way. It's interesting, too, that, like, I think... Looking, just kind of thinking about his numbers the last couple of days as he's kind of shot the, the three better. He's at the 34% for the year on threes, mm-hmm. 39% from the corner, 32% on corners. That overall three point number is like really not much different than like last year he was at 41%, um, which is by far a career high. Like he's never been like the dead eye three point guy. And like some of the lineups with him, like the Sexton one we talked about yesterday's show has been bad offensively. I'm curious to see how this is sustains, but he's certainly, I think, been much, much better than I think we could have expected. I think, like, if we were talking about, like, who in a vacuum would seem to theoretically fit better into this role as, like, you're starting three, I probably would have said, like, Larry Nance just because the, the defense, the secondary passing, that kind of stuff. But, like, Mark has been good, and I think he's, like, it, there's limitations, I think, in what he does. I'm curious to see how he continues to go, and obviously the COVID thing with him was tricky. As, but, as
1: a quick follow-up um, before we hear your...
0: Yeah, you, you, well, you have a minute, and okay. we're
1: done. Okay, so, so do you think we get similar results from Evan Mobley this season if we see Larry Nance Jr. playing alongside him as the starting three versus Larry Markkinen? I mean, I guess also Isaac Okoro was the starting three would be in this scenario too, but do you think he get similar results?
0: I think I th- I think Nance probably similarly just because I think the defense like could theoretically be better, but the offense might be a little more cramped just because I think teams do respect Markin as a shooter a little bit more than Nance. Yeah,
1: I think even and, and Markin
0: yeah. is Markin is willing to shoot at volume in a way that Nance just never has.
1: Been. Yeah, that was our biggest hangup with Larry at times was his hesitancy to shoot threes, and he, uh, granted, yeah. we make that up with like some playmaking and some at least it was tertiary, sometimes some primary playmaking, but. I don't know, man. I'm. I, I, Lowry's still young, too. I'm interested to see what he'll improve upon because we talked about yesterday, Jared Allen, kind of what he's getting better at. Maybe there's some room for growth for Lowry still, too, and maybe the book isn't completely closed on him. So, yeah. yeah. All
0: right. My quick one, Um, I think just we'll do a, My I think this one's a little better because we've talked about him a decent amount. It's just that the, the Jetty Osmond thing has has happened because I, I didn't – statistically, like, a bounce pack for him made sense. Mm-hmm. But everything that sort of went wrong from last year was seemed like it was a lot of effort. It was a lot of like his willing to buy in, and it just seemed like he was a guy that just like didn't feel like he fit what they were doing. Um, Jedi Osmond is, I think, frankly, just become one of the more important players in the Cavs rotation. He's not like at the level of like a Rubio importance, but like he is one of he's like the wing on the bench that they can bring in to shoot and provide spacing and offer a little bit more, just kind of openness in, in terms of what the offense is doing it just like I didn't know right like I don't think any of us could have predicted that this was going to be a kind of a bounce back year I I just last year was so bad that it made it really hard to kind of see him reinvigorating himself and like there's certainly even parts of his game I think we could see him um I I think as a creator I would be curious if his assist usage kind of gets bumped up a little bit he becomes a little more efficient in that way as the year goes on but especially as his shot probably cools down a little bit. I mean, he's shooting for the year on three-pointers, like, 44%. That's in, like, the upper, like, 3% of wings. That's, like, probably not going to to hold Um, it, it unless he just has, like, a crazy hot year. But, like, can he still be effective at stuff as this goes on? I It's just, like, I didn't expect this jetty to just, like, actually crystallized like in a way that he hadn't yet as he's already he's almost 27 like this kind of bump sometimes like doesn't really happen at that age even if you got to give guys time to develop and whatever but he's he's been awesome and like it's it's been such like a like there are lots of reasons that this Cavs team like shouldn't be as fun and good as it is and like he's not maybe a top five reason maybe maybe like top three is more accurate but like I don't think there is functional at times if, like, Jetty Osmond... Like, if Jetty Osmond isn't doing this, like, I don't really know what their wing situation looks like, and I think the team's probably much worse off for it.
1: I absolutely. Which is a weird thing to say. It is. It is weird to say because... You and I were very down on Cleveland's wing depth situation heading into this year because it was just Isaac Okoro and then a lot of questions because Jetty cast a lot of doubt based on last year, Denzel Valentine, to be frank, sucks, and Lamar Stevens cannot hit a three-pointer to save his life, but he can play a hellacious defense, so there's a little something there, but not a lot of something there, so it's, uh, yeah, Jetty's been a lot of fun, man, and you know, it's really a shame. Today's sponsor does not have Jetty listed right now in terms of betting odds for Six Man of the Year.
0: Well, can I can I ask oh. you one Jetty question before? We- uh,
1: killed it. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, you know you're you're just you're you're going quicker, and I appreciate that. But you know we got we've we have things content to do. In terms of Jetty, just a yes or no. Do you do you think that this? How, how much of the credit do you think really goes to like the because like he's really really good when he's played with Rubio and the numbers are really bad when he's not playing with Rubio. So how much of this is like he's getting set up by a point guard who's feeding him in a way that is like actually like emphasizing it?
1: I think it's a lot of that, and I also think it's the fact that JB and the staff want him to play like Turkish national team machetty at times too. They they encourage him to play like that, and I think minimalizing his role a little bit and just telling him you do X Y Z instead of A through Z has helped a lot so it's a little bit of it's a lot of column A which is Rubio and a little bit of column B which is all the other stuff I said too okay that's fair yep anyway (laughs) I love the pause anyways why don't you tell us about today's sponsor Chris
0: Yeah, like BetOnline is the official betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network, and you should go check them out for all the latest props, odds, and lines. They have more than ever before as the football season continues to march with playoffs as the NBA season rolls on and a whole bunch more. It is the number one spot for all of the sports action this season. All you got to do is head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive their 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code On, all one word from basketball to football to nhl to boxing to ufc write your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts again use the promo code locked on to receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit okay. all right evan give me your next one
1: It's just the fact that Isaac Okoro Is kind of stagnated a little bit And to be fair His rookie season was Weird It's uh, really hard to go from The NBA draft to quite literally Training camp and the regular season Within weeks because let us not forget That the twenty. 20 NBA the draft was delayed quite a bit because of the pandemic and it happened late in the fall and i mean yes isaac okoro ideally the player i wanted he was pretty pretty good his rookie season i'd say defensively he is a stud offensively he had his limitations and question marks and you and i are hoping to say that okay if isaac okoro makes this leap in terms of shooting especially shooting that's my biggest thing this is where he can kind of be an x factor for the Cavs. And so far, it's just been kind of mediocre for me. Like, yeah, we're talking about the fact that he's still bouncing back from a hamstring injury, so it's tough. Um, So you can't, like, really fully evaluate what's going on until you can say he's fully healthy. And, like, at times uh, last night against Dallas, you saw a little bit of him having a little bit more bounce in his step again. The the,
0: the dunk that he had was the most explosive he has looked all year, and that's where you go, oh, like, is his hammy really feeling good now? Yeah,
1: that's the thing. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but... It's been a little disappointing just in terms of shooting because it is really disheartening to watch the Cavs when they're on offense when opposing defenses, whoever's opposing Isaac will just completely ignore him if he's floating on the perimeter, and they encourage him to shoot three-pointers. Like He's getting the Marcus Smart treatment at times. It's funny you mentioned Marcus Smart because Marcus Smart really sagged off Isaac when he did that and frustrated Darius because... Well
0: You, you mentioned you, you mentioned Marcus Smart, and you referred to yourself in the second tense, which I really appreciate.
1: Yeah, uh, no problem. I, I try to... I, I stroke my ego however I can, but... Mm-hmm. That's just disheartening to me. Granted, he is still young. He still has plenty of time. Like I said, last season was weird, so I can't think we can really say okay we need him to have a dramatic leap from his rookie season to his sophomore season maybe like some small steps and we saw those small steps in terms of playmaking in terms of him getting better as a defender which is hard to believe but the shooting is what's really going to hold him back offensively and i think if he can find other ways to contribute i think he will with larry mark and back with evan mobley fully healthy with darius garland being such such a baller out there on a night to night basis i think he can take advantage of the fact that the defensive Presence; those players command that he can act more as a slasher and a tertiary playmaker. Maybe he finds his niche that way. But at the end of the day, I'm still a big proponent of the Cavs upgrading on the wing position. Like I like Isaac Okoro a lot as a player. I know my co-host is an Isaac Okoro truther at this point. But if there is an offer out there where the Cavs can make themselves better as a team and the cost is Isaac Okoro, I would say yes because I think as even though he's good. If there is a clear cut way to upgrade this wing position for the Cavs and it really pushes the needle towards them being a play-in team, which if it started today, they would played Philadelphia first and then they played the loser of the 7-8 game, which I believe no, they wouldn't play Philadelphia, they played Atlanta first, and they played the loser of the 7-8 game, which would either be New York or Philadelphia, in order to secure the eighth seed. If the Cavs want to avoid that mess and just be in the 1 through 6 range, which they won't be 1 through 6, but more like the 5-6 range. And it cost them Isaac core to do it. I'd be all for it at this point because again, the three points.
0: That's, point sh- that's a, I think that's a little. That's a little hot for like sacrifice. Like, your like that's a little bit of like sacrifice. Like depending on what it is. Like, is it Brandon Ingram? No. Is it like an actual like? Are you talking about like a Terrence Ross? No. To Terrence like that? Ross
1: is like the what low you, end of the spectrum. Give me Te- like, a, Terrence Ross give, is like
0: Give me like a name.
1: I don't know, man. If,
0: Sacra- I need like a if Sacramento
1: called and said, hey, we'll give you Harrison Barnes or Buddy Healed," and it has to cost you Isaac Okoro and a combination of salary in order to match it, and it didn't cost you any picks for your trouble, would you consider it? I would.
0: The, the money with this is just so complicated that I just don't even like, know how to I'm going
1: to pull up the Kings payroll because I was looking at this today.
0: All right, we'll do this on another show because we're, we're running out of time. And Harrison I, I Barnes is on an expiring
1: contract next year for $18.4
0: So you're going to, I just don't know if giving up your, your last year's top 10 pick for an expiring contract for a guy you might have to like lose is, is worth it to like get the seed this year. That's not like a gambit teams are often making.
1: But Chris, this is also your top 10 pick last year that you benched for a non-traditional three. So I know I'm out of time, but yeah. it's just...
0: Yeah, I'm just... I don't, I'm don't. Yeah, i firmly of
1: the that- bl- mindset that Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen are the only three in this quote-unquote young core that are completely off the table. Everybody else is available for the right price if it makes the team better.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's wrong. I just think, like, if you're talking about, like, a, I think trading a core for a rental would be, like, a wild decision. <sighs> that would be, like, a, if, if it's a rental to make the six seed... I think that's like... I'm saying that
1: is the baseline of the trade, though. You can obviously talk it up a little bit because, yes, you're trading a former top-five pick here, especially yeah, in last year's draft. There's a
0: lot of, like... Yeah, there's just a lot of that that I think is this is very tricky um i don't know if that
1: okay well what if you get a team like oklahoma city who calls you and says we'll give you xyz and a couple young like uh.
0: if i could get like dort if i could get like dort yeah but like that's like i need someone that you also control at like a cost if you're gonna do that like that's that's part of this
1: okay okay well
0: it just is part of this let's put a pin in this this. we'll
1: talk about it some other time yeah
0: yeah the deadline my one is frankly just that evan mobley is as good as he is already
1: well, that's a hot take
0: i i just think this is I, this is the obvious one this to me is the one that like i just kind of assumed you were gonna say so i like was i had backups
1: did, did you think but do you like think he is more than just what the box score says and he
0: i'm not no we're not we're not we're not no no promotion of people doing things for attention so evan Mowgli, i say a
1: lot of dumb stuff man but god i wish i could say things. i know like, you
0: do I know you do. Sometimes I text you and I'm like, Bro, been, or I, or you could just I just be like,
1: man, you don't say that much dumb stuff. you whenever you're mean to yourself. You I'm don't like, really That's s- not true. Chris, stop it.
0: I know. I really don't. You really don't say that much dumb stuff. I'm only just suggesting I'm going to take you out of context here, but here's the thing with Mobley. I think I looked at summer league and was like, Oh, this is going to be a struggle because like he's a big, and like, there's certain obviously stuff for like his offensive numbers overall are a little like okay, like you, they're they got to go up, and I think certainly like he's adapting the physicality of the league a little bit. Um, I would like love to see like him play like thirty minutes tonight just to see if he looks fresher in those thirty minutes. You know, just I just I'm just curious. He's just like already really good in a way that I just don't know if I like kind of expected, and like that might be on me. This might be like a me thing. You know. Like I looked at him at Summer League and was like, oh, I don't know if like this is gonna click right away. And then I probably weighed that too much. And then I think about what he is and I thought about the roster. I was like, oh, I don't know if this is gonna click right away. But it has like clicked right away.
1: So to be fair to Evan Mobley, like yes, I was concerned watching him in summer leagues. So I'm just like, oh wow, maybe he will take a little time to adapt. And granted, a lot of big men in today's league do take time to adapt. Again, hot take, but let us not forget he was spending most of his time starting alongside Fiondu Cabanguele, and he's playing with Project Thomas and Chandler Vaudrin before his knee exploded, and just so many other players and everything else, and it's just really tough to take full stock of it, but, like, yeah, no, he's been as good as advertised, he's been as good as we had hoped, but at the same time, it's just... I'm excited to see what the potential is there because he's done a lot of stuff that I didn't really expect either, which is like the more exciting thing for me, like in terms of the playmaking or like how adept he's looked defensively. Yeah. There's still some growing stuff that he needs to get back into the swing of things with, but yeah, he's been a lot of fun and I didn't really think that was hot of that hot of a take. I thought we were trying to go for stuff that like maybe we haven't really discussed yeah. much. It's just, I,
0: I don't know if I do. I just don't know if I could like get to like, I don't have, I don't feel like I have a hot take about this caps team aside from the fact that I think like Okoro is fine. Everything else, i a little just like, I think like this is just better than expected, and I'm curious to see if it sustains.
1: Yeah, yeah that's fair. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go from here. Let's let's close on this. We are 21 games in the season. Game 22 is tonight against Miami. Chris Manning, do you think this Cavs team is a playoff team?
0: I think they're more likely a play-in team. I do too. I, I the top six in the East just feels to me like it's still going to be very tricky, right? Like,
1: yeah, Brooklyn, Chicago, yep. Miami, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Charlotte's up there. Atlanta's probably going to bounce back.
0: <sighs> in terms of just yeah, like, in terms of like the five the five thirty eight model, which like had the Cavs like one percent, and then they've been as high as fifteen percent, I think, and they're now at nine percent to make the playoffs. Um, here, The Cavs, they're projecting to have a 30th to finish the year with a 35-47 and 47 record, which would be 9 over their, their Vegas win total. The teams ahead of them in the East would include Toronto at 39 wins, the Knicks at 40, the, the Hornets at 41, the Wizards at 42, the Ma- and uh, the Celtics at 45. And then below them would be the Magic at 20 and the Pistons at 19. And if the Cavs, like, finish... Sort of like that, right? where like they're clearly like better than we thought, but mm-hmm. in the in between of like play in and play off and or like in the bottom, that wouldn't surprise me too much.
1: no, it wouldn't surprise me too much either um we had one listener mention us on Twitter saying like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop with this Cavs team I think it's just because we're cynics because we're Cleveland sports fans in general I, I, but
0: well I tend to think that it is just like
1: by just like no convention in the word does this Cavs yeah, team make like, sense like they shouldn't be as it, good it as doesn't, they are like, but it's a if, lot of it's coaching a lot yeah, of it's just buying if you would
0: have told me <coughs> that they would have had the injury issues they've had and the schedule they've had and it would be a game over mm-hmm. five hundred right now. I would have said that's crazy. Yep.
1: Especially with how low we were on this team in terms of wing depth, it's really yeah. Crazy. And like a
0: lot of things have they're like they're they're yeah. antithetical yeah. to
1: modern basketball, yeah. and
0: they're making it things work. have broken right for them in a lot of ways. And if it if if the schedule like getting easier as it goes on. Is an aid to them in some way. I think playing and like look like will they will they did they get like I don't it doesn't always work this way. But if like let's say like Toronto or or one of these other teams just like has really bad injury luck when the Cavs, like already kind of get out of the way and it doesn't work that way. But let's just say it breaks that way. Like maybe they maybe this opens the door. But, like I think it's a possibility for them to be a playing team. And I think like that. But that to me is like, to finish somewhere like in the nine to uh, like like as high as like you have to get the 10 if they can get to that would be i think like a 10 or 9 is like realistic opposed to like 6 7 8
1: right now i think they're ninth so yeah just but, stay stay the course yeah. I yeah um
0: where does just i, I give me just like a rough number i think we'll we'll do a whole mo- we'll probably do multiple mobility pods as we go on here but help. Oh, yeah as far as the most and where does he rank in the hierarchy of why things are the way they are if you're gonna like put him in like the the team MVP rankings, okay. where would he fall?
1: Oh, this is actually a tough one. I, I'd say two or three. I, with yeah, Garland's emergence being first, yeah. and then it depends on how you feel about JB's coaching on a night. Oh, I didn't basis, even. Ca- I yeah, I was going player only, coaches. but I think JB's
0: a, he's best coaching job he's probably ever done in this career. Yep, I would go. It's it's. I think I go. I think I go three. I think I would go Garland's. Allen, Mobley, Bickerstaff, Rubio Would be my five Off the top of my head I like
1: those rankings too I think I'd flip-flop Allen and Mobley Just because I'm really high on what he does Just because this isn't one I really expected Coming out the gates But Bickerstaff should definitely be up there Then Rubio definitely deserves some consideration too Especially this is more impressive Is the fact that they've, they're have they doing this Without Colin Sexton really being a meaningful player this year
0: yeah, one of the w- it's just
1: it's just good stuff. Yes. Good yes. stuff.
0: That's going to be it. Again, we'll be back after the Cavs play in South Beach on Wednesday. Um, their week continues. A busy week for them continues. We'll be doing that, diving into all of that on the next episode of Locked On Cavs. Please subscribe on YouTube or and or wherever you listen to podcasts if you haven't already. Find Evan on Twitter at Evan and at Facebook's so right there. You could find me at CDM Rights and at places like Dime Mag over on Uproxx and and Sword as well. But until then. I'm Chris. He's Evan. Be well.